Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about, maybe I should go to the emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective it is. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it. Crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. Uh, we've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, people have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, we're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, we do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. Uh, you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes. Uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh information there which i'm very proud of um so that's what i have to say in that please check out higher balance institute uh you know or higherbalance.com and uh support higher balance please get uh try out uh cramp medic for family friends anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular it it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, No need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
This is Eric Pepin live talking to you from Portland, Oregon at the Higher Balance Institute. The first question I have here is from, uh, and, and let me just mention one thing. We, we've had to move me to another room in my office, uh, building here because, uh, we're having trouble with the system, uh, getting logged in. So well, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people popping on as I'm talking. So we'll, we'll just have to work through it until we <laughs> iron out the technology. <laughs> in either case, uh, I have a question here from a Phyllis, uh, M or no, actually it's the same question also as Teresa W for the most part. But it basically asks, how does this relate to my spiritual quest and enlightenment? Meaning the conversation of uh, entities, spirits, ghosts, such as that. Um, I, I get this question from time to time. Most people see themselves as spiritually evolving through meditation, and it, and it seems to be odd to say, well, why are we looking so strongly at you know the paranormal or ghosts, entities, spirits, demons, call it whatever you want. And my rule of thumb answer is is pretty pretty much to the point and pretty basic because when you pass on, there is a very good chance that you you are going to be an entity an entity in that format. You're going to be a spirit, a ghost, or, or something. The real question is, is that you more than likely you will not be in that same boat. You're going to be able to progress forward. You're going to be able to to move on spiritually. Whereas these beings. Um, are, are obviously they're they're here. There's a there's a problem which we're going to cover, but the bottom line is is that when you accept the idea of entities or spirit, you're acknowledging death. You're acknowledging your fear of death that there's something more. So in an indirect way, when you deal with entities on a subliminal level, if you will, you're you're also having to acknowledge that there is something more beyond beyond this life. This greatly benefits you as a spiritual person on your pursuit to evolve your own consciousness because there is this factor in the back of your mind that says, you know, is there really something more beyond all this? And it, it's keeping one from having larger spiritual breakthroughs, which I, I talk about in some of the other programs that we sell here. Um, so the, 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 it's kind of a, uh, a catch-22. By, by me saying, hey, go out and confront spirits or entities or whatever you want, I'm really saying on another level that – by confronting it, you're going to 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 conquer your own inner fears, uh, your own inner psyche of of certain you know questions. And that again, the bottom line is is by confronting spirits or entities or ghosts, it is a way of affirming life after death. It's a way of conquering the babbler in the sense of releasing yourself to a higher state of consciousness. It's a confirmation that there is something more beyond something more out there now let's see here um it says here uh, my neighbor and i have been using a tape recorder to try to record the voices of an entity that has been traveling between our homes we can hear the entity speak on the recorder but not in person while we are trying to ask it questions or talk to it do you have any idea why we can hear it on the recorder and not live um the bottom line is is, is this a recorder is, is magnetically um, it's ma it has magnetic properties per se. Uh, I believe that dimensional space and other realities are largely based upon magnetic fields. Magnetics tend to to capture 
magnetic fields or, or other dimensional places. It's, it's, I don't want to necessarily say it's another frequency. I'm not a scientist per se, but what I can tell you from experiences is that it's more inducive to capture. Um, I think of it this way. The human voice runs on uh, basically propelled oxygen. And this is what creates the sound reverberation. It's it projecting outward. Um, you would not expect a a person to be able to hear a cell phone uh, communicating without a a device to 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 retranslate that into a format that we can hear. Um, what I'm suggesting is that an entity is not a physical being any longer. It's, it doesn't have vocal cords. It doesn't have lungs to propel sound. It is a different being of, 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 of energy rather than an organic being uh, as we are. Therefore, because it was human or, it's, or it was at one point in this life, it, it understands English per se, that it's trying to communicate on a vocal level. The vocal level, though, from the source of it is, is not a mouth. It's not propelled words. It's not as we, we would perceive it. Therefore, we can't hear it with our organic ears, per se, or our eardrums. Uh, it, it, it is of a foreign uh, nature, per se. The tape recorder, in this particular case, has properties that I believe allows it to somehow capture some or bits or pieces of that that communication that's trying to be projected outward. Um, that is my my perspective and, and my take on it. Of course, usually it's bits and pieces. There's a lot of reasoning behind why certain statements or phrases only make it through. And, and I would say that these are, instead of somebody emphasizing their voice, it's more of a mental emphasization or a mental yelling per se that seems to be able to be caught on the recording in in most cases so you get more dramatic pieces i also think um that many of the recordings out there are not necessarily um genuine uh i think it's also feasible to get bits and pieces off of am radio talk shows and if the sound is slowed down or increased you you have what are distorted sounds and it sounds rather creepy or you know uh, or or whatever it may be um a lot of times if there's a, a commercial or something where you can go oh that's you know sears or jc pennies or whatever a, a lot of people dismiss it and it never makes it to the forefront of, um, you know, of being communicated. Uh, it's just kind of dismissed. So, so, so the general public isn't informed about these, these missed kind of fires of, of recordings. Uh, the only stuff that actually gets reported or becomes circulated or acknowledged in most cases is the more dramatic uh, information or pieces of, of recordings. Let's see what we have here now. Is Cheryl M. from Ohio uh, out there listening? Uh, Cheryl M. from Ohio. Okay. Uh, again, I, there's a lot of people having trouble getting on. I think we have several hundred people, it seems, uh, that are, are trying to listen in. And I think that the phone service that's providing our service uh, perhaps is overwhelmed. I, I don't know. But the show must go on, I guess. There's a question here, and it reads, uh, does each of us have a spirit guide? If so, how can we talk to them? How can we distinguish whether the information that is received is our imagination or information from a spirit guide? I, you know, I'm probably going to get into some trouble here because uh, I, I generally go against the, the, the norm of um, 
practical spiritual beliefs, I guess, that are out there. I I don't believe that most people have spirit guides. I I think that, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of people out there believe that they have spirit guides. And I'm not trying to, to, to disrespect that, but let me explain to you a different perspective. Spirit entities, call them what you want, are intelligent. They're intelligent like you're intelligent. Now, can you imagine you having to to be in communication with another person, I guess 24-7, seven days a week, uh, four weeks a month, 12 months a year for years and years and years and years? I mean, it's, it's, it's like, my God, do you, don't you ever get bored? Don't you ever quest to, to do something else, to, to go somewhere else, to do something else? Um, I, I think spirit guides may come into one's life for a momentarily uh, momentary time period, which is, is probably going to be a couple hours or maybe a week here or there, you know, or and move on. They've got better things to do. They have their own growth to do. They have their own personal development to look for, whether or not they're more advanced than you or not. I think that there may be an integration of communication, but these beings – also, I hate to say it, have their own lives, but they, they have their own lives. They have their, their own callings out there, and they've chosen to perhaps work with you for a short period of time. But, but the concept is out there is that you know they're, they're always out there, or there's a, a, a spiritual 900 number to, to find yourself a spiritual guide. Um, with all due respect, you've got the answers already. Forget the, the spiritual guides. Uh, uh, you know, just apply your, your own development. Uh, that's, that's going to be the bottom line. Um, I just think that, that it's, it's a bit crazy to, to, to put out there that everybody has a spirit guide. We, I, I think most people don't want to believe that they're alone. They're on this on their own, that, that they're vulnerable to, to perhaps other spirits. They, they, they feel more comforted to have a spirit guide or something advise them or direct them. You know, when, when you evolve spiritually, um, you know, you have to be the leader. At some point, you have to take the lead and you have to, to not depend on outside sources anymore to guide you, but you need to be the, the leader and the guide yourself. And, and, and until you put yourself in that position, you become highly reliant on the comfort level of, of what would be deemed as a spirit guide. Um, so I, I don't think one answer is going to be the answer to a very broad question. All of these are very broad. I don't think there's one size fits all, okay? I think that people could give me different scenarios in different cases. But as a, as a general, I don't believe most people have spirit guides. I believe that most people are capable of tuning into what I call the force or an aspect of, of the force's consciousness that they interpretate as maybe a being or, or something like that. But for the most part, these beings have, have other things that they need to progress and, and do. And uh, it would just be inconducive in many cases to, to be a spirit guide for somebody for years and years. I, I just don't, I don't agree with it. Um, now the, the question says, uh, does each of us have a spirit guide? My answer, no. If so, how can we talk to them? You know, a lot of these questions, and I'm probably going to come across them again, is how does somebody talk to a spirit? How does how does one? I mean, did, you know, I you know, I talk about this in depthly in some of the material I have that that's on entities and spirits and and uh, shadow beings. The the bottom line is this: Hollywood has done an injustice to the psyche of the population. 
um, because when we see these movies, we assume that this is the way it is. This is how they talked with. They talked with just like regular people do. Well, in a movie, they they have to do this. This is called sensationalism. It's it's called reaching the broad market of of people who 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 are trying to understand what's happening in this movie per se. You know, I've never met an entity that's an entity or a ghost that that once again I'll say had vocal cords like I have or has lungs to propel sound or, or has eardrums to hear what I'm saying or or retina eyes to, to catch the reflective light to which gives me vision. They are energy. They 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 are of a different kind of, of, of energy that has a different physical design. Now, somebody might say, well, why is it when they appear, they look like beings? Well, they're transparent for starters. That should be a hint that they're not exactly physical. They're physical because it's their most familiar body shape. So they, they project their image in that likeness. And this is why they, they seem human at times to us and other times not. It's the most familiar shape to them that they, they last had. Now, when they try to communicate... Often you'll you'll see them almost like they're trying to communicate, but you don't hear anything. You don't you don't you're not hearing something audibly. And I think sometimes when you do, it's 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 per se it's it's a it's a fear of of um being built up in you. You're you're perceiving it, but it's not necessarily completely what what's being communicated. Um, how you communicate with a spirit or an entity is you have to use your consciousness. As the conduit is, is the best way for me to explain that thought, your mind, not your brain, but your mind is designed to communicate with your brain. Your mind, for all intents and purposes, is a soul, is a, is a spirit within within a physical body. Having said that, you you have an organic brain and a mind that are communicating, which means you have the ability to not only communicate with yourself organically, but you can leap over and communicate with other beings, but you're going to do this internally. It's not, you, you might say out loud, are there any spirits here and then feel something because when you're saying it out loud, you're also projecting it mentally and emotionally, which is, which is a level of communication that an entity can understand. They're not hearing you say those words, but they're feeling a broadcast of information that, that is emotion that's, that's asking who, who are you? Why are you here? And they can feel that a spirit cannot hear you talk. They don't have eardrums. Okay, they're not designed the way we are in this physical dimension. But because we assume that everything communicates the way that we do, we we talk to it just like it's another physical person. That's the first error. Okay, what you have to do is to to simply practice what's in the foundation set for starters, clear your mind, learn to control your your mental vocalization, your babbler. Okay, and learn to communicate or think on on a different level. Okay. Having said that, okay, you learn then also to receive what I would call impressions. Impressions are 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 empathy or emotional communication from other beings or other persons telepathically, and you can you can refine yourself to such a level that you can get very complex communication as clear as is your understanding me it. right now. In order to communicate with a spirit, you want to to do it on an empathetic level. What that means is you want to learn to broadcast your feelings. You want to also clear yourself 
and calm your mind and be able to receive incoming impressions. And you're going to know what that is. I, I talk about this in, in great deal in some of the courses that I put out there, and I give a lot of techniques to, to build those skills. But it, it, it is to say that every single object has a recorded feeling in your consciousness. If, if you were to look at a cup, you know what that cup feels like without touching it. If you were to touch your, your phone handle, you know the texture, the feeling, the structure, the temperature without even touching it. That actually is, is an, a coded feeling. If you, if, if, if you look at your cup, and you can sense the structure of the cup, the feel of the cup, the, temp, the, the temperature of the ceramicness of it or whatever it's made out of. You, you're aware of all those things. Well, if you all of a sudden opened yourself up and you, you had the feeling of that cup, you'd go, cup. I know that's a cup. How do you know? Did they say the word cup? No. But you know it's a cup because there's, a, there's other identifying properties to it. So this is how dimensional beings often communicate. It's very foreign to us. It's, it's not what we're used to doing day in and day out. But you must remember, they're, they're in a, different, a completely different reality than, than our dimension. Therefore, things function and operate dimensionally different. And when we try to bring these two worlds together that, that just aren't designed to work together, you, you really have to be creative on, on how this information is, is received and communicated. So, you want to, to, per se, to go into a meditative state of mind, maybe in, in a place that has a spirit or, or whatnot. You want to clear your mind, and you, you want to broadcast whatever your intention is. I mean, if, if you say, why are you here, there's a, there's a feeling of curiosity. And if you, if you create that feeling of curiosity kind of in your, in your heart chakra area, okay, and you, you kind of feel it and you, you send it out almost as if you're gesturing with your, your hands outward or you're breathing it out like it's, like it's a breath coming out of you of, of emotion and it's saying, why are you here? The, 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 the point is, is then you wait a moment and you're going to get this, this feeling that comes into you that's going to say, because I'm lost, because I'm angry, because I'm, I'm frustrated. And, and of course, the logical or the babbler is going to go in and go, well, how do you know you're not creating that on your own? You know, how are you not, you know, how do you know you're not, this is not your imagination? Well, this is again the babbler, and this is why we do foundation. This is why you, you train yourself to clear your mind so, that, so you have this level of clarity. The, the point is, is that as you get better, you can define more information. You'll be able to interpret names. You will be able to interpret impressions or visual impressions of what the person looked like. You'll, you'll see it in your mind. You'll, you'll see different information or all of a sudden, you know, this person's kind of trying to express their name and, and you're going to go Carol or you're going to go Jim or you're going to go, you're just going to know. And you're going to say, I don't know how I know. Well, you're going to know because your mind has amazing, amazing properties to communicate this information. The, the point is, is that you don't trust it at this point because it's, you're not, it's not your staple consciousness that, that it's not the consciousness we're talking in now. It's, it's not what you're understanding me with right now. This is your normal state of consciousness. It's, it's something different. And this is what, what's covered a lot in the material that, that I've put out there is, is what it is, how to recognize it, how to work with it and develop it. And uh, it, it's pretty amazing, you know, stuff. So that's how you communicate with an entity 101. That's the beginning stages. Obviously, it gets more complex, more detailed, more profound as you progress. Um, let's see if we can move on to some more of these questions. Um, 
there's a Richard F. from New Jersey. I don't know if they're out there listening or not. Um, is there a meditation technique would, which would make someone's awareness more sensitive to ghosts slash paranormal activities? Absolutely. You know, this is the interesting thing about the the meditation that I put out there from the foundation set. Most people, you know, they, they look at it, they put it to practice, they have great results with it, uh, they work in developing other areas with it, what, you know, whatever. But the point is, is that foundation, when I, when I say to people, look, I don't need to sell you any other programs, okay? As long as you have foundation, you can, you can take foundation and utilize it for more things than you can imagine. It's, it's totally wax on, wax off. You are learning more things than you, you ever could imagine. And I'm going to give you an example. As I've already said, the first thing I said was sit down, clear your mind, just like you do in your meditation. Use your meditation skills that you learned in the foundation set. And, and instead of going into a full-blown meditation using music and stuff, you're going to redirect and you're going to broadcast these emotions. Well, that's how you're utilizing your training already. You're just modifying it to a certain degree. And you're, you're realizing that you, you have more skills from this training than you thought. When I offer the other programs that I have out there, whether it be High Guard or, or the Energy Beings, which is a, a lot more detailed on, on entities and other stuff I have, it's, it's really just an expansion on, on refining that if you want to get even better at it. But for the most part, you have the, the core abilities and, and naturally, instinctually, it's there if you choose to, to recognize it or you begin to, to look at it more intuitively within you. So when you ask again, is there a meditation technique which would make someone's awareness more sensitive to ghost paranormal? Listen, if you go into a haunted house or a supposed haunted house, the first thing that's in the back of your psyche, in the back of your mind is you're going into a haunted house. So you've already established your intention. And intention is very, very important. I talk about this in some of the other material I put out there. Intention is that unwritten feeling or vibration of, of motive. You don't have to say, I'm here to talk to spirits. Your energy is already broadcasting that that's what your intention is to do. That's what they're receiving from you. They already know you're there to talk to them. Whether or not they're able to make that communication with you or choose to, that's a, that's a different subject. But if you go in there, you have the intention now to, to communicate with a spirit. You sit down, you, you start your meditation process, you get your mind relaxed, you clear yourself, and then you say, okay, this is where I'm going to move and modify a little bit, and I'm going to innerly broadcast from my heart chakra area so, so, so that it doesn't seem intimidating okay, to these, these beings – Okay, I, I want to know, you know, are you here? Are you open to talking? I mean, you're just going to be able to put out what you want. And then you're going to wait a moment and see what you receive. You know, the, the receiving aspect of it will probably be very mild. It's the only way I can, I can probably say for you to relate to it. It's, it's going to start off weaker. You're going to be like, yeah, I kind of think I'm feeling something. You're going to be wondering, well, am I reading into it? Am I kind of creating this? You know, my, my advice is, is don't worry about, whether it's your imagination or not at first, I always say this, analyze later. When you're done with one hour of, of that session trying to communicate with the entity or spirit, analyze later if you think it was your imagination or, or was it a real experience. Because 
only that's the only time that you can properly ask yourself those questions by by looking at the data or the information you obtain from that session and then and then checking and comparing it with the owners of the home or or the the history on it or or looking at the history of the house and trying to find information that you got that's going to confirm your information or not but if you if you start to try to question yourself as you're beginning the process or during the process as you're doing it you're really minimalizing or marginalizing the potential of this kind of communication I'm talking about, because it's, it's very subtle at first. So it starts off subtle, very mild. You think you get an impression. You're like, okay, I feel this. I think I feel that. As you open yourself, like anything else that you do consistently, as, as the minutes go by, you're going to improve. You're going to get better and better and better. And by the time you've done it for 15 minutes, a half hour, an hour, or you go back for the second day or the third day, you're going to find that you're going to become very efficient at, 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 at recognizing that inner communication. That's not you. You're, you're almost as if you're, you're using your body to communicate with something, uh, or, or as a device, like you're, you're using your, your organic self, some part of yourself that you weren't really fully aware of now as a cell phone capturing information that's being broadcast. You're, you're able to translate it. Um, so, yes, use meditation that you already know. You don't have to buy any other meditation from me to, to tap into that. It's, it's there. It's, it's, again, one of the unique things that you can convert your, your training into and utilize it, um, which would make someone's awareness more sensitive to the ghost experience. So, so there you have that. Linda J. in New York. Linda, are you out there? If you are, you can press star six so you can talk to me. <laughs> Uh, obviously, you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> let's hear. Let's see what they have here. Uh, under what conditions does an entity contact or communicate with the searcher? Under what conditions does an entity contact or communicate? Okay, that in part has already been answered by what I've just covered. Okay, um, but again, it says under what conditions does an entity contact or communicate with the searcher? Well, there, there's dozens of of ways that they're going to. Uh, initiate that. It depends. You know, this is where you get into violent entities, angry entities, positive entities, helpful entities. I mean, there's as many a variety of entities as there are people. And, um, you know, uh, I think that the vast majority of them are all pretty sensible out there. So it's, it's just a matter of of approach, but under, you know, what conditions does an entity contact or communicate with the searcher? I'm, I'm trying to, I guess, figure out exactly what this person is, is trying to ask specifically. So I'm going to have to, to guess that, um, communicate with the searcher. Okay. Um, the conditions are, are pretty much universal. I mean, every, you know, you, you got a haunted house, that could be a condition. You go in there and there's all sorts of crazy things happening. You may not hear the spirit or entity trying to communicate to you, but there's objects, you know, falling or little sounds that you're hearing or something. Um, in this particular case, uh, you know, uh, this is, could be the entity communicating. Let me, let me explain something a little bit better. Again, an entity does not have vocal cords. An entity does not have a means to communicate the same way we do. Now, there may be a select few of entities that have developed a way to communicate, but I assure you that's extremely rare. Okay, And I don't know if I necessarily would say that there are entities in the sense that they're ghosts or spirits, rather to say that they're alien dimensional beings would, would probably be more like it. Um, 
when an entity, when I think that they're greatly misunderstood is the, is the only thing that I can say. Uh, imagine if, imagine Helen Keller. She couldn't, she couldn't hear you. She couldn't see you. She, her reality was very different. And in the beginning, she was very crude. She would knock things over. You try to sit down at the table and eat with her and she would just go all crazy with things and stuff. I, I believe that's because she was very frustrated and she was trapped in a world that she knew existed beyond her, but she didn't have a means to, to truly communicate what she wanted to say. She wasn't able to communicate. I hate tomato soup. I don't want it. Why do you keep giving it to me? It's horrible. And, and instead of being able to communicate that, she, she threw the tomato soup and smashed it and got it all over the place. She, she, her reality was different than the reality being received by, by the people at the dinner table. Entities, when when people think that in many cases that they're they're aggressive or it's shocking or it's intimidating, well you're you're afraid because this entity is being chaotic. Well, I, I, I would say that there's many entities out there that are are misunderstood, and you know I don't want to I don't want to sound like some kind of therapist. You know they're they're all misunderstood, but 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 they really truly are because they can't talk to you. They want to talk to you. They they know you're there. They know you're existing. They they may not even be able to see you physically the way you think they see you. You may just look like a, a, an energy glow to them, even though physically and organically, we see you fine. Um, but they know there's something there. They want to communicate. And when you're not being receptive to them, you're ignoring them. They're, they're going to have conniptions. I don't know how else to, to, to put it. They're, they're frustrated. And in, in many cases that I've come across, this is this is the case. Hence the reason to go in and clear your mind and go into this meditation. And it's it's a better format that's controlled that that allows a better form of communication. You know, when I hear often that you know uh, when people talk about spirits, there's 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 often less good spirits and a lot more bad spirits. And of course, we fear what we don't understand, which which contributes to this pool of all spirits or, or, or many of them are bad and they're malicious and they have bad intentions. You know, uh, this is this is how I, I feel about it. There, there, as long as there's bad people in the world, there's bad spirits. As long as there's good people, there's good spirits. I believe in human beings. I believe in goodness in human beings. I believe that human beings, I don't care if you're a mad biker or a murderer killer. I think that they're, they're all looking for some kind of forgiveness in the end, some format of love. And they've done horrible things. And, and granted, you know, that needs to be dealt with. But in the end, I think that intelligently, as you grow older, you, you know, certain things become more mundane or, or not such a big dramatic deal per se. And you, you perceive differently as you grow older and you become wiser in life. And I think all the older people will agree with, with me on that. Um, I, you know, a spirit, an entity or a ghost, the, the ones that are maintaining some level of consciousness, I don't think they have bad intentions. I, I think that they're they're people just like everybody here listening. They're they're in a predicament, and 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 the predicament is is causing their frustration. So the best way to deal with an entity is is like a child or somebody who's having a conniption. I mean, uh, I mean, everybody here, you know, whoever's married might have a husband or a wife that has conniptions. You don't you don't react with a conniption back because it it just escalates the matter. You you try to say, hey, let's calm down, let's take it easy. Oh, you didn't have to. 
break that. Listen, calm down. I mean, I I don't think that they're they're going to always be violent. I mean, you hear about so-called entities that are violent, but you know the the reality is that that that's less than one percent of of what's out there, which means that most of the people will never you know that are listening here probably ever come across a a really powerful negative entity that's really out to hurt you. I'm not saying it can't happen because I've, I've certainly have experienced in several occasions, but then I, you know, I stick my notes into stuff I probably shouldn't always be doing, but that's part of the adventure. Um, but in either case, so, so my experience says that the vast majority of spirits in many cases are often misunderstood. They're frustrated. They're anguished because they're trying to communicate and they're, they're not being received. They're frustrated. And, and that's just the way it is. Um, so I I don't know I'm running off on a tangent here about all this I think uh all right here we get a, another one here uh, why is it that I cannot see spirits in my home but I can hear them walking in the halls and stairways you know I I, I this is from Paul W in New York I don't know if they're out there or not if they are they can press star six and, and talk to me real quick but oh yay Paul okay now Paul Paul you there okay. Well, nobody wants to talk to me tonight, so I guess I'm I'm not on the good list. <laughs> okay. Um the bottom line is this and, and I mean this with the greatest amount of uh, respect. I I would say out of every 100 homes that I had gone to to investigate, um there was a time in my life where I spent at least a decade heavily involved with with ghosts and spirits as I was developing in other areas and um you know, I would say that that the vast majority of, of those homes were actually real creeks in the houses and, and different settling of the house and stuff. And you really have to be very sensible and, and research it so that, that, you, that you're not wasting your time, you know, uh, assuming that it's a spirit or a ghost. Now, I'm, I, I don't know your particular case, you know, personally, so I can't say if, if, I, if I really think it's legitimate or not. But I would say to you, this is what I tell any student of mine. Three, you want to come up with three explanations to 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 any situation one you okay your first one's going to be i believe that they're entities and their spirits the second one should be can i come up with a logical deduced answer for these sounds or this phenomena that's happening three can i come up with anything besides that 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 would be an explanation other than the house settling or something like that. Are there other people in the house? Are there kids? Are they, they, they just trying to, to do trickster stuff? You know, some of the, the biggest cases in history of, of uh, paranormal investigators who, who w believed that there was people communicating with spirits, I mean, it, it, it turned out later to be frauds, and they were totally fooled. Um, one particular is, the, I believe, the Fox sisters, who for, for, I think, I don't know, I think more than a couple decades or whatever, they, they would do these seances and communications where you would hear these pops and stuff. You'd ask a question, you know, give me, give me a sign or two clicks for that, and you'd hear two clicks, and they ended up taping their, their hands to the chair and their legs to the, to the chairs, and they would shut off the lights and do it. And then later the sisters say, well, we were double-jointed, and we could click our hips and do all these things, and, you know, we, we really fooled everybody and all these people. So what, what I'm saying is is that you, you, you can never dismiss the motives of other people. A good paranormal investigator or a person who communicates with entities and spirits, you don't ever want to be fooled. Walk in highly skeptical. 
spirits do exist. I believe that. I think the majority of people here believe that. But you have to walk in with a very cynical, skeptical per- perception before you, you openly accept that everything must be a ghost or a spirit or an entity that's not explained. Um, the vast majority of them aren't ghosts or spirits. It's, it's, it's very rare to come across the real McCoy. So, you know, I would say that's why you, you're not necessarily seeing them. Now, I, I will say to, to everybody that there is a, a free um, downloadable uh, ebook on the Higher Balance website. And um, on there, there is uh, a, a free um, ebook that is on uh, seeing auras. And uh, basically, if you haven't discovered it yet, or I think we send it all out, is that it's, it's basically teaches you to see the aura in five five minutes. Well, let me again here say, here's your, your wax on, wax off. I, I mean, I'm not out here to, to just, you know, sell everything I have. I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty honest and, and truthful guy. Listen, if you can see an aura using that technique, you can see entities and spirits using the same technique. In aura, your energy is, is essentially your, your, your physical soul, your, your frequency that's emanating, uh, kind of expanded outside of your physical body to a certain level. Remove your physical body, what are you going to be left with? You're going to be left with an entire energy structure, your, uh, uh, what simulates or looks like your body, but it's energy, it's transparent. Oh my God, what is it? It's a ghost, it's a spirit, it's an entity. Uh, so often people will, will say, well, I seen something move out of the corner of my eye, or I thought I seen a person walk and I looked and there was nobody there. Well, as it teaches in, in that material, that uh, you see at a higher frequency out of the corner of your eyes because it's curvature, kind of like a, a prism, if you will, bending. It captures light and separates it. Well, you are more likely to see an entity out of the corner of your eyes than if you are to look directly, you see at a lower frequency. Hence, higher frequency, somehow it's bandwidth that these entities are, are perhaps more visible uh, that are, are moving into this dimension. So if you practice seeing auras through through the the, the method that I give uh, that's out there in those ebooks that are, are downloadable, then you just apply the same method in a haunted house. Start looking at the aura energy of the furniture, the walls, and become conscious of this. Be still again. Clear your mind like you're doing meditation. Just do it in a standing format now. Clear your mind. Be be conscious of your breathing, and you know don't be surprised if you see something. Moving Move your way. Don't panic. You you're just seeing what's always been there. So I, I hope that 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 helps uh, to some degree on on that particular topic. Um, I left some other papers uh, in the other office. Can somebody bring those into me? Uh, I have a a, a Marianne Nilsson. I shouldn't have said last names, huh? If Marianne, if you're out there, can you press star six to talk to me? Marianne, are you out there? Yeah. Guess not. All right. Nobody's talking to me tonight. Uh, Marianne's question is, how can you make yourself more aware and or connect more with ghosts? Both my young daughters and teenage stepdaughter are highly sensitive and have seen ghosts in our house. But at most, I have only heard them when they have spoken to me. Um, emphasize and spoken and heard. I feel helpless when my stepdaughter calls to me in fear of what she is seeing when I can't identify or begin to comprehend what it is. How can I raise my awareness to the same level that she apparently is at and therefore help her too? 
Understand what she is experiencing. Marianne, didn't we say short and pithy? <laughs> okay, good question. And here's the answer to that. Um, I believe in the entities um, CD that I have um, out there. It goes into into detail uh, amongst many other subjects that we're talking about tonight. That um, you know, children um, are using the same thing that I think I say in the foundation set that develops psychic ability, and what that is is fear. Fear is primitively what we use to survive and develop the psychic ability in human beings. And uh, I, I just found those papers that I sent those guys out to look for. So if you're out there looking for those papers, they're they're here again. It's not my fault, really. Anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so fear is what what developed, in my opinion, psychic abilities. It was a, ne a necessary uh, sensory that uh, human beings developed for survival uh, to sense whether an, uh, a lion or wolves were being predatory with us because we didn't have spears and weapons at that time. We weren't necessarily really evolved to the level we are currently. So we, we use the same instinct that dogs and cats do to sense things or, you know, birds fall magnetic fields, yada, yada, yada. So when children are young, they are obviously more vulnerable they feel more vulnerable. They are afraid of many things because their their instinctual organic body survival mechanism says that, look, you're small, you're not large, you don't have the strength of an adult, you need an adult to protect you. In either case, what I'm driving at is that they tend to be more psychic because of the fear level in them still has not subsided as as you grow older you get you build comfort levels by habitually experiencing life you get to you get to learn that there's nothing to fear because you've seen it 20 times happening and, and you know what's going to happen now but when you're young you don't have that experience so the primitive instinct kicks in and your your awareness uh, is much higher your sensory is much higher so when an entity or something that's not explainable is is moving into your environment and you're you're young nine times out of ten you you can feel it you can sense it that that psychic part of your brain has not recessed in like i talk about in the in the foundations that i believe you're you're a lot sharper still and some some people are obviously more sharper than others so that is what they're reacting to because they're they're feeling it, they're sensing it, and it's a very real thing to them. And I, I'm sure that if you think back to your own childhood, uh, you're going to relate to the fact of that same sensory. But we we forget about that as we grow older. We get molded into to this reality of how we perceive things. So I think the first thing is to understand is that their sensory right from the get-go is different then what yours has become as you've you've grown older it's to say that you've gotten callous you know per se on your fingers you're not as sensitive okay it's to say that mentally we we get more into the the dough or into the red cell world and we extract ourselves from this this other dimension that 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 is there trying to reach out to us we 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 change our frequency to a deeper level of dough and that's what separates us so um both my young daughter and teenage stepdaughter are highly sensitive and seen ghosts in our house, but at most I have only heard when they have spoken to me. I feel helpless when my stepdaughter calls to me in fear of what she is seeing when I can't identify or begin to comprehend what it is. 
Um, again, if you utilize some of the stuff that I've, I've spoken about, um, or you can, uh, you know, pick up, uh, the CD that I put out there, energy beings, it's, it's going to, it's going to help you greatly in that area and, and help teach you the skills and knowledge and understanding that you're going to need to, to cope with it and to communicate with it, etc. And if you feel threatened by it, I, I mean, there's a, a whole extent, there's no way tonight I could go into it, but it's just too much information. Um, but there's high guard. Is the, is the art of energy defense is going to teach you how to, to deal with, with entities if, if you feel that they have that intention. Um, so it says here, I have only heard them when they have spoken to me. Um, fine. I feel helpless. Da, 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 da. You know, again, utilize what I said. I hope that somehow that, that helps. I think also it's not so much about you know, the, the answer may not be immediately so much about how you can you can develop yourself to help them because it's going to take time for you to redevelop those skills. But perhaps you should educate them to do not be so here so um, fearful and to teach them, you know, that that maybe they're frustrated or, or some of the things that I talked about or, or let them listen to the CD that I, I have out there. And that's going to go into things much better. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? What is the best way to help a trapped spirit move on? And this is from Jamel, J-E-M-A-A-L. Um, boy, I'll, I'll tell you, this is what it really boils down to. 90% of the spirits that, that are here that we feel haunt places or, or, or in some way interacting with us and we call it a haunting or, or whatever, uh, here's the million dollar answer, okay? This is this is the absolute secret, if you want to call it that, the 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 information that is preventing uh, us from understanding. One, when a person dies that has the ability to not kind of go into the red cell mode that I, I talk about in my book, um, they have achieved in probably a previous life a white cell level of of being the problem is is that in this physical life they they were not able to really awaken properly and when they their physical death occurred it's like waking up in a dream you don't believe that you're dead therefore you must be dreaming now this is a state of consciousness now that is induced upon you, and you accept this as your reality, your inner truth, rationalization, if you will. Everybody has at one point had a dream where in your dream you're running and somebody's, let's say, chasing you, and they mean to do you harm. And in your dream, you're running and you realize you're, you can't run as fast as you, you should be able to. And there's a part of you that goes, well, wait a minute. I, I kind of realize now I'm dreaming. And you, you kind of have this consciousness now in your dream and you can react and interact on a, a more aware or conscious level. And then all of a sudden you fall back into that dream world again and you forget that you had control of, of, of that awareness. You forget why you're running slow and that, that it doesn't make sense. And all of a sudden you're running slow again, but you're not, it's not occurring to you that this is odd. A dream world, for, for lack of a better word, is, is loopy. Your, your consciousness or your mind is not able to fully perceive correctly. 
time takes on a different continuity. It takes on a different structure. I mean, as 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 energy, time is really irrelevant because, in a sense, you're you're not under the fundamentals of it like you are in a physical dimension. There's no deterioration. There's no aging. There's no you're you're for more most intents and purposes you're immortal. So. So what happens is you you have this reoccurring process or like a dream. It's a reoccurring dream. You don't you don't think about gee I had this this I've been to this place over and over again in your dream. It's for each time you go there, it's like a whole new experience. Well, an entity or a ghost is repeating time. It's it, they're repeating their memory. They're they're walking. I mean, many cases you some people will talk about seeing a ghost like in some old house in New England and it's it's a lady dressed in a, an old dress with a little cap kind of hat on or whatever from like the who knows the 1500s or something, okay? And the lady will walk down the hallway and everybody's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, do you see that? Do you see it?" You know, and the other persons, you know, either they do or they don't or whatever, you know. And then that this entity will just turn in the hallway and just then walk right through a wall. Now, that doesn't make any sense at all. One, it didn't react to you. It's as if you didn't exist. Okay. Two, it 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 went through what, what could have been a doorway there before the place was remodeled from, from a house being 200 years old. There's two answers I have for that. The first answer is because in its reality – it is repeating. It's 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 like a broken record. It's just repeating the same process over and over because it, it doesn't realize that it's dead. It doesn't realize that it's that it's asleep. The second thing is is that it's not an entity at all. I I believe that uh, that you can have holographic images trapped in an environment, and that if the right weather occurs or the right uh, phenomena in nature happens, it, it's like a projector releasing this image to to happen and uh, it's holographic that's why one person standing to the left and one person in the middle one person can see it the other one can't because it's a, it's an optic thing now i'll get back to that in in a minute and go into greater detail about all that but about releasing you know a spirit you know or, or the best way to help a trapped spirit move on is you you want to wake them out of the dream you you want to gain their attention in the dream world or their repetitiveness and try to explain to them that they're they're in a dream but they they've died physically and they're going to move on now lo and behold <laughs> that's a, a very difficult thing to explain hence the, the the problems with with making it simple and making it happen i mean if it was an easy thing to do everybody could just go out and do it um it's very tricky it's very challenging it's very challenging to keep the entity's attention because they may as well just be on hallucinogenics or or drunk in a way just not fumbling around their mental faculties are not able to focus as well. Now, the same dream also can come out in the reaction of, of why they're, they're being violent. In, in their dream reality, they, they realize they're stuck in something and they're, they're trying to come out of it and they see you and they're, they're, they're desperately trying to talk to you before they lose their, their consciousness again and go back into a loop of, of repeating some other part of their dream. It's like they wait. It's just like you in in your dream. You you may wake up in your in your dream and go, okay, this is crazy. Why why can't I run faster? I I know this doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what's happening to them. 
And so they they have this fit or this moment of reaction. And then all of a sudden the entity just stops or you don't know where it went or just it's not happening for a week or a month or a year. That's because they're, they've gone back into this, this loop state of consciousness. It's, it sounds horrible. And, and I mean, if you ask me, it is horrible. But I mean, I guess it's no different than being in a stasis. I mean, you just they just it, once they wake up, they don't necessarily remember, oh, it's been, you know, 100 years that I've been repeating this. It feels like a moment to them. I mean, again, they don't age. So uh, the the point is, is that the best way to help a trapped spirit, once you acknowledge using the, the three rules per se, is, is this a conscious spirit? Is it unconscious? Is it in the sleep mode? Once you, you've done that, the best way for these particular entities is to, to just try to, to hold their attention try to to give them a sense of of well-being or or love that they're in a good place and that you're a good person and and that there's no reason to feel a vibration of fear and you better remember something you know uh you know as much as you might be afraid of an entity they were were humans also and for for the most part they have very similar thought patterns because that's the mode they're in from from their previous life and they may be intimidated by your presence and you might go well that's silly how can that be well you you, you might be surprised um i mean there's there's you know motorcycle bikers out there look pretty grisly and then when they start talking they're the nicest guys in the world it, it's all a matter of perception it's all a matter of cultural what what you're used to if they're from another culture or not or or it could just go on and on and on so the idea the point is, is that you have to have very unique and fresh approaches when you're dealing with with entities. Um, so that's what I wanted to to say on that. Now, I I mentioned, and I said I was going to get back to it about the holographic entities. And what I'm going to talk to you actually about is something else that I've been saying for over 20 years now. Um, is is that in some homes you can hear what sounds like ghosts or spirits talking. And I'm going to tell you that in mo in many cases those are not real ghosts or spirits that are talking. And this may be hard to swallow at first, but I'll I'll try to explain it better and I go into it in great depth again in in the uh energy beings uh CD uh is that these here uh sounds or voices uh nine times out of ten you know often are are in New England or the older parts of of the country in the in the houses out there's a little truth to every folk tale you know in these old houses you know there's spirits and everything well, what I'm suggesting to you is that at some point a hundred years two hundred years ago, let's say there's a group of people playing cards because they didn't have t v or radio and you know, they drove over on their horse carriages and they got together at someone's house. And that night they sat down and they were playing cards and laughing and joking and maybe having a few drinks and chasing, you know, their girlfriend or whatever down the hallway on the upstairs or something. And she's screaming, ah, you know, laughing, whatever. And um, what I'm suggesting is, is that these sounds, pieces of them, not the whole thing, but pieces of them were recorded into the walls. I mean, literally like, like a tape recording, but, but, but recorded into the walls. And, and how I deduce this is, uh, being originally from New England, um, I've had the opportunity to see some of these walls and, and de being in demolition, if you will, being, being redone uh, or remodeled. And they're, they're made of, of slate, the kind of old slate that, that you would see on old chalkboards and that you would write on. They're made with chicken wire laid over. And then there's this mortar uh, paste that's like really mineralized. You can see all these 
sparkling things in, in the paste and they put this over it and that's kind of like what sheetrock would be today. And you know, these are all the, the components, the mineralization, the metal chicken wire to, to be electrically con conducive. Uh, it creates a magnetic per se. It's, just, it's like a, a magnetic tape, just very crude in, in a sense. I believe that during electrical storms, uh, certain weather patterns, air pressure, this is all energy in a, in a sense of physics being released. A house will, will swell or, or will be pressurized. This energy is moving through, through the, the seams and the boards and the structure of the house. That energy has to go somewhere. It's, it's energy when you get down to the bottom of it. M equals MZ squared per se. Um, E equals MC squared. So the, the point is, is where is it going? I'm saying it's like lotto. It's one in a million or one in a hundred thousand or maybe one in a thousand. But at some point, just like in the, in the stories, oh, when there's electrical storm, you know, it's always spooky time. That's when the spirits come out. Well, there, there's some truth to that. And the, the truth is, is that those sounds were recorded in there. And whether it be 20 years or 100 years later, somebody's in that house. And all of a sudden, there's a cold front or a warm front that moves through the, the valley where this house is, or there's an electrical storm. And the house has that same pressurization, that energy has to go somewhere. And I'm going to tell you what it's doing. It's audibly releasing that recorded information. You know, I, I, I often go back to something I once seen on Discovery Channel many, many, many years ago. There was a, a potter's wheel from a potter, and they used, I believe it's called a, a sternograph needle, just like for the, the old vinyl records, the, the needle that would play them. But it's, I don't know, I guess it's wider or something, I remember. And they, they played it on this potter's wheel for whatever reason, and they actually could hear uh, the daughter – uh, or what appeared to be the daughter, what presumably was standing maybe in a doorway or five or 10 feet away, talking to her father, who at the time was making this pot. And, and it was recorded on, just like an old-fashioned style record. Before we had tape recordings and sonograph, we actually used, I believe, ceramic uh, uh, recordings. So somehow, crudely, it was recorded on there. But what's interesting is, is, is this pot, the potter's wheel, I think was like several hundred years older, if not older. So... What I'm saying is, is that when the sound is released that somehow was recorded into the walls, whether they were modernly recorded or hundreds of years recorded, occasionally they're released for whatever reason in the hallway. The hallway acts as a natural speaker system. The, the, the thing is, is that you hear spooky sounds. You hear, and you're like, what the hell is that? You know, and it's scary. And the hair races up in the back of her neck. That's creepy. Okay. But. If you were to get a, a record and you were to, to play it on normal speed, you'd be like, oh, that's great. If you were to, to put the speed down lower and lower and slow the speech down, it's going to sound real creepy and it's going to sound very deep and, and, and bassy. And, and what do you have? You have a very poor quality speaker system in the house that's projecting you know, sound that was recorded very poorly. And when it's projected, it comes out very spooky-like. And and this is what I found in some of the cases in my investigations many years ago in, into certain haunted houses. So, again, you, you have to walk in with a very interesting perspective. And, and the bottom line is I think everybody wants a ghost in their, in their house. You may say, oh, I don't want a ghost in my house. But there's this, this intrigue and this excitement of something, you know, paranormal or, or strange going on. It's, it's interesting. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that we don't I don't I wouldn't want to be fooled for five years thinking I had an entity I'm talking to. And it just turns out to be some some recording that's strangely embedded in my house, you know, that, that I've been having conversations with. So, 
it's very important to to see if you can find patterns in in what it is that you're experiencing and patterns will tell you something eventually that that it's data and it's going to give you information so i i hope that 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 helps somehow what else we got here i'm sure i'm boring everybody tonight uh uh breeze e boy how'd you get that name breezy uh breezy you out there breeze and then e i don't know what that's supposed to mean are you out there, Breezy? Okay. Michael says, nobody's out there. I feel like I'm talking to the ghost tonight. Um, can psychic attacks become physical attacks? If so, how do you defend yourself if you can't see what is attacking you? Well, thank you. Uh, I, I have the CD out there. I hate to, you know pointing this out, but there's a CD that I have. It's called High Guard. The Art of Energy Defense. I've mentioned it before. Get the CD and, and you won't have to be concerned with it ever again. But just to, to tell you, um, this is the things that I put out there are very cutting edge. At least I think so. Uh, I know pretty much everything that's out there, you know, metaphysically, spiritually, call it whatever you want. I don't want to put the knowledge that that's already out there out if I can help it. What I want to do is put out there what 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 nobody has really educated or given yet. I want to take people to this next level of knowledge, the, the breakthrough knowledge. Okay, so when it says here, can psychic attacks become physical attacks? Okay, I'm going to say because the topic for tonight is supposed to be on entities that we're going to assume that the psychic attack is from an entity or a, a, a ghost or something. Let's say that, that we have this situation where an entity or a ghost is attacking you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story. When I was about, I have to say maybe 16 years old, 17, somewhere's right in there. And I, I think I talk about it in, in detail on the entities uh, audio CD we put out. Um, you know, I I had a very intense experience. I've had many, but this particular one <laughs> stays pretty fresh on my mind. Uh, the the this entity appeared in this this room that I was renting at the time, and uh, it was a pretty gruesome uh, entity and very intense. And I'm sure that it it fed off of at that time what was fear in me, uh, and it used that as a, a kind of energy clothing to to manifest in this physical dimension. Now, if you find that intriguing, what I just said, again, get the get the CDs. There's not enough time to go into everything that I would like to talk about. Otherwise, we're going to not be able to to really cover a lot here. But uh, the the bottom line is is that this entity literally picked me up. And through me, um, I'll, I'll say, you know, uh, I, I would be maybe seven to 10 feet. I, I, I'm not sure how far it would have been. But and I, of course, I wasn't as, as physically large as I am now as younger, but uh, onto a bureau of which I believe I smashed into the mirror and it broke behind me and the mirror fell down. Fortunately, I didn't get cut. Um, I then reacted um, kind of. Uh, intuitively, but not knowing what I was doing, where where energy released from me, and it was was able to disperse this 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 entity. Now that told me two things, okay? That there's some pretty ugly things out there that can jack you up, and the second thing is is that there is a way to 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 deal with these entities that that you can defend yourself quite well. So that, of course, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, whatever, um, you know, of course, uh, has been perfected and refined by me dramatically. And, and I, I teach these things that I've developed over time to, to deal with these intense moments. Uh, 
What I can say to you is is this, okay? Um, in the high guard uh, material, I do give a great deal of information, but let me let me just give you something worthwhile just to show you the, the quality of what what I'm giving you guys. When most people think of an entity, let's say physically attacking you, okay? smacking you or hitting you or biting you or pinching you uh, again these may not be evil entities but let's let's say they are okay i would say greatly misunderstood and most people say that the hell they're misunderstood it just bit me <laughs> but anyway the, the the point is is that let's let's say you're dealing with a very bad situation okay Listen to to what I'm saying. Everything I teach, everything is interconnected. There is nothing that's necessary standalone or, or serves one purpose. That's the the brilliance of of all of this material that I put out there. Not that I'm my own greatest fan, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, the brilliance is is this when when I, I tell you what is an entity. An entity is made of energy. What did I say tonight? I said tonight that if you were to step out of your physical body what would you be? You'd be an energy being just like other entities. Okay. Correct though. So what I'm saying to you is, is that if one energy field can physically hit you, okay, what is it hitting? Your physical body is reacting to its electrical energy. And that's what's making your, your muscle react. Or, or what you could say is if you put your finger in a light socket, you probably would be thrown across the room. Why? Because the muscles that expand and retract in your body are, are expanding and retracting because there's electrical impulses controlling them from your brain. When you get an electrical shock, your muscles instantaneously expand rapidly, and this gives you a momentum of being thrown across a room. When an entity bites you, or what you would call a bite, or what looks like a bite, or, 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 or a pinch, this is actually their energy. It's not them physically pinching you. It's, it's that particular one-inch space of physical flesh, cells, living organisms that are reacting to, to an electrical charge, and, and it's reacting to, to that imprint. Now, what I'm, I'm trying to get to is this. Don't think on terms of fighting an entity physically because right away, you know you can't do it. You're like, how do you, how do you fight something you can't touch, you can't see, you can't smell, you can't taste? And when you do, it's, it's on top of you. Don't think in those terms. Think in terms of that you are not one-dimensional. You're not an organic being. You're multidimensional. You, you are a dimensional being standing within a physical body. Start thinking in terms of energy. Start thinking about your energy field. Start thinking about your aura field. Start thinking about breathing in prana and expanding your, your energy field and making it stronger. See the expansion. Believe and empower it with your belief. And then when, it, when you feel that this entity is making a move on you, push from your lower chakra, again, you know, get the material uh, high guard. It, um, it teaches you all this. And literally, you can you can push your energy right on that entity, and you're going to jack it up. It's it's going to feel another energy field matching its frequency, and, and it, it's not going to like it. It's not going to like it at all. And I'm going to tell you something. You are 10 times more powerful 
than it is. You are only powerless because you're thinking in terms of dealing with it on a physical level. It has not occurred to you to think of yourself as being an energy being and that you should be able to deal with this in terms of energy. You are energy. You're made of energy. Start thinking in those terms. So the reason why you are 10 times more powerful is because you are not combating it in its dimension. It's in your dimension. It is in your realm. Don't surrender the position of power. It's, it's on your turf, and that's the first thing you need to realize, that it doesn't occur to anybody. They're more afraid of something they can't comprehend. They're in more of a, uh, a, a fight-or-flight stage, and it, it's more like I'm getting the hell out of here. But you know, if, if you really think about it, you, you are, one, physically rooted in this dimension because of your physical body. It's trying to affect you in this physical dimension for the most part, okay? And you can channel your energy in this physical dimension to purge out into a spiritual frequency emanating from a very powerful source in this dimension, meaning you. You're the conduit. So the bottom line is, is that you have the ability to project on, on entities if, if you really have to. You, you don't have to let them bully you. You can, you can even fill the, the room up if you wanted to be a real asshole, pardon the pun. Just say, okay, you, you want to be a real jerk. You want to be nasty energy. You want to try to creep me out. That's fine. You sit down. You create your, your energy field around you. You create a pyramid that's taught in the, the program. You use the techniques shown to you. And all of a sudden, you just start expanding your energy to fill that room. And then all of a sudden, you switch it to your heart chakra. Well, now it has has to abide by the dominant frequency of its environment because it adheres to energy. Just same way in this dimension, we have to adhere to a physical wall. We're not going to be able to walk through. If it's there, we're walking, we're going to walk into it, and it's going to hurt. Well, it's energy. So if you impound an environment dominating it with a move outward energy and just feel yourself pushing outward, I got news for you. That's as real of a wall to it as, as a physical wall is to you. It's all a matter of perception in your mind and bridging the belief level of what you're doing because it's, it's just, in, in one sense, hard to, for you to envision that because it's foreign to you because you're, you're so in this physical dimension. It's what you do day in and day out. It's what you relate to. So now you got to, 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 to start functioning on some other conceptual levels in order to, to relate to this entity or to deal with it. So I'm assuming that that should make some sense somehow to everybody. <laughs> uh, where the hell am I now? Let's see. So can psychic attacks become physical attacks? Uh, absolutely. A psychic attack is energy moving on you. Psychic attack can come in many different formats. It can come as energy affecting your organic body. It can come as, as energy that's imposing on your emotional self, and you don't realize that, that it's, it's an emotion is on you that's depressing you or making you ill or making you feel suicidal. Okay, uh, but it, it's really not your emotions. It's coming from a, a different source, and that's a psychic attack. <clears throat> the point is, is that your brain doesn't rationalize this could be coming from somewhere else. So you accept it as your own emotion because your your body's like, well, it's, it's something I'm feeling, so it must be for me. I'm I'm going to react to it 
accordingly, and then your body's going to, rec- you know, secrete or shut down all these chemicals that are in you that that really harmonize your your consciousness or your organic brain. It's going to react to it as if it was a, a natural response to something that you've actually experienced or, or or have seen, even though you haven't. You're not you're not organically reacting to it. It's it's a foreign vibration being put on you. So uh, there are other forms of of psychic attack also. Um, So your body physically will react to these things as well as your mind will react to these things. It depends which way the the psychic attack is being imposed on you. But, you know, I'll give you guys a a really quick um, fix to this. Um, Those of you who are familiar with the foundation set, the fastest way to deal with with any entity that's, that's messing with you, any person that's messing with you psychically, the fastest way is just think about your lower chakra that fast done okay your lower chakra is very base it's very structural it's very just just haul that energy in and we're going to convert it into something useful it it doesn't it doesn't rash it's just dumb dumbass energy uh it, it doesn't th- it's like a bull it doesn't think that it's when it runs into the car that it, it's a car it just it just decides it's going to trample it okay and it does your lower chakra grounds out almost all kinds of energy. Every single thing that's psychic or of not of this physical dimension is, is of some energy dimension. That's how it's incorporated into this dimension, into this frequency. So when you just focus on your lower chakra, you're, you're really just, just crushing all of this imposing energy that, that's coming on you. So it's it's a very quick fix until you can get your hands on something like the high guard uh, material and and learn about energy from stuff like ties at mine and and stuff like that. Um, so I, I hope that is of some use also. Uh, so there, I gave you something on defending yourself. Uh, you know, I'll tell you another thing is is meditation. I mean, if you really think that you're under attack or you think, you know, here you go. Again, when I say foundation is wax on, wax off, it's just a matter of of really just converting it to the moment to what you need. You sit down and you go into a meditation and what are you going to do? You're going to focus on your mind chakra? No. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're under some kind of freaky kind of circumstance from an entity that's that's negative or evil or dark, are you going to to just meditate in your lower chakra? Maybe. But I I'm going to tell you, go to your heart chakra, start beaming that that big horse tooth smile I keep talking about. <laughs> Feel it in you and kill them with sunshine. Broadcast it so bright that the whole damn city lights up dimensionally. And that's that's you. You are the sunlight now coming over the horizon of the earth. You're you're as bold and as beautiful and as brilliant as you choose to be. Be the conduit of God. Be the conduit of, of the universe. Just just um I mean it is so powerful. You you have no idea. And those entities are gonna head for the hills. How do I know? I know because I've done it. I've trained other people to do it. I've cleaned out more hardcore entity houses than 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 most people got hair on their head. Okay? I don't even know where to begin. Uh it's all a matter of of perception. You you've really just got to open your, your mind up and you 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 listen, anybody who's listening to me is listening because they are white cells, because they are warriors, because they are the baddest ass beings in this physical world, I promise you. And you guys are all searching to awaken. You all are searching to 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 discover and fulfill this inner purpose that you feel. Okay? That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you.
very clearly, very to the point, you. You have this power within you. Rest assured. All you have to do is to simply begin to choose to awaken it. Use the material so that you can educate yourself, recognize what you want to isolate, what you, what you want to be able to recognize when, when you're doing it, that you're doing it so that you can manifest it even stronger and build it outward. Okay? It's, it's there. All right. What else now? Let's see. Uh, Rainier B, Washington. Is there, a rain, is there a Rainier there? Hello? Well, somebody just hit a star six. I can hear what sounds like staircases. You must be on a cell phone. Yeah, that's you I'm talking to. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's see. Where is this question? Can they influence us, whether good or bad, in this physical realm? I, I think I've already answered that question. Yes, they absolutely can. Hence the reason that if you're going to... Listen, if you don't want to deal with spirits and entities, there's there's a very simple way to not deal with them. Don't think about them. Don't don't enter that arena. Don't 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 pursue it to look for them because what you're doing is you're you're tuning your intention now psychically to bring them to you or to to find them. If you extract yourself from 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 pursuing those kind of thoughts, and let's say you just choose to pursue meditation or higher consciousness or those, then that's the direction you're going to move in. You you literally, I mean, spirits don't necessarily come looking for you. Nine times out of ten, you're looking for them, whether you're consciously doing it or not. There's there's something in you that that's actively seeking it out. It's the only way I can explain it. So. The the bottom line is 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 you know uh, you know it's it's a choice. It's the fastest way not to deal with them is to to not deal with them, ignore them, ground yourself out in in the physical reality, and this lowers your tonal energy so that you're not in those higher realms where they're communicating or able to sense or feel you. They're going to sense or feel you because you're projecting yourself in higher frequencies, actively seeking out that channel. It's the only way I can explain it. When when I would have experiences with entities, it was always because I was actively interested, thinking about them, pursuing them, wanting to understand them. When when I finally got to the point where I moved on to other things and, and it wasn't something on my mind, it, it wasn't something that presented itself to me at all. It it, it just kind of was in the background and, and that was it. So w what I'm saying is, is that if you want to experience entities, you, you have to put yourself into a certain frame of mind in order to, to, for it to present itself so that you can experience it. Some people will say, well, you know, how come some people can experience ghosts or entities in the house and the people standing right next to you don't? And my answer is, is that the person who is sensing it is, is more developed on energy sensory, on 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 vibrational energies, on on psychic energies, okay, and the person who's not able to is is just simply hasn't developed that sensory, and they're very much grounded in in a in a lower kind of energy, and they have not developed that area. It's to say, you know, you got two two people who are looking at a piece of art. One has a has a natural instinct and inclination towards art, and can appreciate shadowing and color and contour and 
what is natural skin pigmentation and what directions was the stroke of the the stroke of the brush by the the fine lines and the and and can really compassionately feel something that's been encoded as an emotion from the artist as a complete symphony of 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 visual uh, proportions that it's encoded and that person go my god it's bringing me to tears and the other person who who can't decode that because they simply don't have those skills simply say, well, I don't know. It just looks like, um, you know, some guy laying down with, with, with bird wings with a bunch of people standing around him. I, I don't know what, what it's all about. It's it's no different. Um, it's, it's a matter of either you have yourself developed or you have the skill naturally or, or you haven't developed it. But you can if you choose to. The, the second thing that I put out there. And and I feel very strongly about it. Is is Magnarol success that we put out there? Magnetite. Magnetite develops uh, psychic ability. It, it develops and enhances this sensory. I believe that. Uh, well, I I mean we all know now from the research that we put out, the research that we've gathered, that almost all animals from from dogs to to migratory uh, birds and stuff have magnetite in their brain. They sense magnetic fields. They seem to have this psychic ability. We know now that human beings also have it. It's been discovered now scientifically. What I'm proposing is that some people naturally have higher amounts of magnetite in their body and other people have lower amounts. And this is why some people just naturally are picking up on all of this stuff and other people just are not able to seem to feel it because they do not have the chemical properties in this particular case organically to work with what would then develop into a sixth sense which taps into all of this so you know uh, again so there, there's several reasons why some people are able to experience these these things and there's other reasons why some people cannot and that's that's the bottom line so uh, again if you want to try Magnarol, i i urge you to to order it from us try it out uh there's a 30-day guarantee uh it's phenomenal stuff but you have to apply yourself also if you just take and you expect stuff to happen i mean most of the time I, i suppose it does for a lot of people but but the best results are going to be be incorporating it with your spiritual activities in your sensory. It's going to develop those neurosystems that that are hotwired naturally to seek out the magnetite to put it to use. So enough said on that. Uh, I think I think oh, I'm getting the signal here. We're we're cutting in on time. Um, let me see what we have here. So uh, bottom line is I I talked about several things. If you guys are interested in it, um. High guard, uh, looking. Uh, I mean, I'll offer high guard if you're interested. There's energy beings. There's origins explored, which is the history and evolution of of your your negative entities or demons and angels. I talk about it in great detail. Uh, also ties that bind. These are these are four major CDs out of many I have, but these particularly are going to cover in depth what what I've covered tonight, and you're going to to yield great information from them. Uh, I hope that everybody uh, enjoyed our conversation tonight, and uh, I believe the next class we're going to do, which is not next week, but the following week, is going to be on manifestation, uh, which is is a a huge big deal. Um, It's extraordinary, and uh, I strongly uh, recommend that you guys all sit in and and listen to it, and I hope you guys enjoyed uh, my conversation with you guys tonight, or at least a one-sided one. (laughs) Good night, and take care. Bye. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. 
This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio.